are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to another episode of the Finding Your Forte show. I am ecstatic beyond words today for the guests we have to share with you and to bring his and our story to the forefront of mm-hmm. our conversation that evolves in connecting leaders and organizations to their purpose. Um, I have none other than the um, iconic uh, Pastor Olu Brown of Impact Church. And, you know, I, I this is going to be a challenging episode for me because I have to contain my personal excitement because this, 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 this particular conversation goes really deep for me um, personally and spiritually and professionally in ways that you might not imagine. But before I get into any of that, I would love to just say, Olu, welcome to the Finding Your Forte show. Well, good to see you, Reggie, and great to be here with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, we, we both will work our way through trying to decide what, mile, you know, what flags on the journey that we've been on together over the last at least a decade, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the church turned 14 years old. Uh, oh, wow. This January, so more right. than a decade. <laughs> more, more than a decade, more than a decade, and there, and that, and that, you know, fourteen years has been um, just so rich and textured with amazing experiences. The opportunities to work closely, the opportunities for me to stand back and just watch the glory of, you know, some of our work. It's just been very fulfilling for me. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to say. And make sure, and 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 because I think it's worth bringing to this conversation so that um, our listeners can appreciate this. Is you know, uh, in my journey in trying to bring awareness to the power and the significance and the relevance of connecting organizations to their purpose in ways that they don't necessarily think of on their own or to leaders. You know, when I started this work. Uh, about a decade ago, in April, it will be 10 years. When I started this work, I just distinctly remember, um, you know, trying to describe, yeah, we're trying to, you know, connect purpose to business and careers. And people would look at me like I have, you know, three heads on my shoulder, like what's purpose have to do with business and their careers. And one of of the clients that I never had to convince to get it (laughs) as it relates to that, is the work that I've been able to do with Impact Church. And, you know, it, you know, it's, you can, 
what what I love about our work is it is not like it's not like this has been some side project where the pastor pulled me aside and said, you know, hey, will you do this little project for me? You know, these were these were the most professional. And if you know anything about Olu, you'll know that you know he is an astute, you know, professional that operates, you know, uh, very cleanly in the way that he, you know, asks people to, you know, kind of bring their gifts and services uh, to the growth of the church and the growth and the church has grown tremendously as a result of it. So I think that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm already too excited because I'm already going into too much, but a lot of, I think, the success of Impact Church is the way, the philosophy in which he um, um, embraces practices that are typically thought of as, you know, kind of business practices. And we'll get into some of those, but um, I guess as, 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 as we start, Olu, if you, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving a little bit of a trajectory for those that don't know you, and it'll be hard because you talk to someone who knows you, who who, who knows you quite well. Uh, but give a you, a little bit of trajectory about your kind of personal background and how you, what brought you to this moment, and you know, kind of what's on the horizon for you. Yeah, I had a great opportunity to uh, come to Atlanta uh, around ninety nine two thousand to attend seminary in the Atlanta University Center. And of course, fell in love with the AUC and all of the communities that surrounded it, in particular one being the West End, and had a great opportunity to uh, work at a local church during my seminary years and post-seminary years. And during that time, really dis discern uh, a call to plant a new church. And because I had attended the AU Center uh, and been exposed to bedroom communities in that area, it was a no-brainer that West End would be the right fit. And that, in a sense, is what connected us because uh, knowing we're neighbors. And so we uh, launched the church Literally there. Literally around the corner, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a block. That was a, yeah. I, I will admit, when first drew me the impact was I walked less than a block to church. <laughs> and so that was a, a great opportunity, uh, not only to connect with you, but now over the years to realize the value of that connection. And we started uh, in a middle school, Brown Middle School, formerly. And, uh, and, and we were there for a few years, moved for a year to Georgia World Congress Center, moved back to Brown for about another two years, and then finally landed in our current property, which is uh, in the city of East Point, Georgia. If you are familiar with Atlanta and ever uh, frequent the airport, we're literally just a few miles from the airport. We have uh, 10 acres of land, uh, 76,000 square feet of warehouse space. We've developed about 25,000 of that. And we're currently in a phase 2A development plan to hopefully begin construction on that next phase in the early part of uh, 2022. And so in our 14 years, we've grown uh, quite a bit programmatically. We've grown hopefully uh, to become better leaders. Uh, we've started out with a small staff. We have a little bit larger staff now. Um, and our focus has always been on doing church differently and being able to stay clear on what it means to evolve and develop in ways that help us to reach people for Jesus Christ and not be afraid to be innovative and creative. So that has been the journey path we've been on uh, for some time. Yeah, no, I think that is, that has shown up in really powerful ways um, in which you have embraced 
you know, some of the different approaches that, you know, like just, just as a leader and your embrace of leadership as a philosophy and as a way of, you know, uh, growing, you know, churches and engaging members and kind of meeting, meeting our, you know, kind of people that are in our neighborhoods where they are. Um, in a way that creates a very comfortable envi- environment for them to worship in, um, you know, I think has been, you know, uh, really at the center of why Impact Church has been, you know, kind of one of the fastest growing churches in the in, in the country. And so, one of the things that I was really excited to bring uh, to this conversation is the unique voice you bring as a pastor. Um, to leadership and strategy and organizations, but above all of those is vision. Um, you know, I've shared this with you before, but for the benefit of the listeners, I feel, you know, I, I have been around some incredible leaders in the context of my career, both doing management consulting for some of the largest crown jewel organizations with just very prolific leaders um, having coaching and consulting conversations with them, and then, you know, kind of some more per- personal executive coaching um, arrangements. And um, by far, um, one of the most visionary leaders that I have had an opportunity to engage with is the one and only uh, Olu Brown that we're having this conversation with. Um, and I just, you know, I've seen it both in what he says and what he does. And I'll give you a, a really couple couple quick examples because I really want this conversation to be mostly from him. Um, but, you know, so I remember uh, distinctly being in a service where I was just taking, like my hand was cramping, taking notes from uh, a, a message you were delivering about the importance of vision and then planning and then execution, which, you know, now that you've had a chance to, you know, have the church go through the our process, you'll see that that very, very well parallels the process that your crescendo uses to realize visions and purpose. Um, and, and so that is its own kind of significant chapter. But the, the, uh, the memory that comes to mind kind of most prolifically is, the, you know, when we were working on building out the implementation plans for some of the uh, strategic plan that we put in place. And we were distinct, we were having a meeting about something uh, that uh, about something that you know some of the people in our team have just traditionally kind of been thinking in the box around, and you came in the meeting um, and started the meeting out with a prayer, but in that prayer you you shared with just uh, vivid color and imagery what your vision for the youth church was for Impact Church. And then you had another arrangement, you had to leave. So it's like you came, you, you dropped the vision, and then you left. <laughs> and, and we spent the rest of that meeting that went well beyond what we had planned, really trying to build a plan to build that to that vision. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, we have that in, 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 in the church today. So I definitely applaud that about you. But has that Thank been you, something that so you've on. been very intentional about? Is that just kind of one of your superpowers that um, <laughs> we, get a, we get a chance to see? Well, and thank you. That's an honor uh, to hear that. Um, And I really value and appreciate it. You know, I think about growing up over the years and always being surrounded by elders in the community who had overcome great odds and not realizing that their stories had become infused with my journey. 
And so as I got older, it was hard to uh, sit and believe that certain things were impossible because I had grown up around folks who were able to open a business as an African-American, able to lead an educational system, able to be uh, politicians and um, overcome great challenges. And so I came, I guess, into adulthood with a lot of uh, cases of people who had overcome uh, through vision and perseverance. And having that experience uh, has helped me to this very day. So there's very few things I believe are impossible, but not only from my upbringing, now we've seen, you know, in our modern day culture from political elections, what we've just seen in Georgia of uh, Ossoff and Warnock uh, becoming uh, senators or Barack Obama, you know, some years ago being elected uh, president. Uh, and we're also seeing it from the business world of these disrupting, uh, disruptions of companies that, as you mentioned earlier, from the disruption in the rental car business, who would have ever thought, you know, that now Amazon trucks are being parked in vacant mall parking lots that used to be very vibrant malls. And now they're good for holding Amazon trucks. So all of these things are, are vision for me. But uh, of course, my primary work has been in the local church and I've never segregated vision. I've always brought it to wherever I happened to be and whatever I was doing and felt that the same way vision can work in any other industry. It can also work in the life of um, community development, building relationship and the local church. And, you know, I, I think that's beautiful and it definitely shows up in the way that you lead. And I think that I think, you know, myself and others around you highly regard that and, um, you know, perhaps even add another level of pressure for me, you know, kind of as we came into uh, the opportunity to engage. And, you know, here I have this prolific visionary and he has charged me with capturing his and the rest of the leadership's vision to cast a strategic plan for Impact Church. So I do want to kind of talk a little bit about that because, you know, one, uh, I said then and I still today say that that particular project was one um, of the most significant milestones of my professional career uh, because it had it, it was a it was an awesome opportunity for me to bring the learnings and experiences of you know Fortune 500 companies and their you know kind of massive transformations that I had that opportunity to architect to bring able to be able to bring some of those experiences. Uh, to a cause that I care deeply about and always have around winning souls to Christ. And so being able to kind of work with you and then bring forth the vision that not just reflected yours, and but it also needed to uh, reflect, you know, the rest of your leadership team and the rest of your critical staff and working through the push and the pull of those conversations and then to bear a vision, and I don't know if you remember this moment, but I I do specifically, uh, where where we had landed on a vision statement, and we were revealing that vision to you, you know, kind of for the first time in totality, with the purpose, the vision, the think big vision snapshots, the start small, and you looked at the you know uh, document that we handed, and you sat silently for a moment, uh, and. You, you know, I, I remember uh, looking, 
pensively at, at, at Reverend Dar Wright, like, is, uh, is, is this going to be okay? I mean, are, are we going to get out of this room okay? And after a few moments with yourself, and seemingly in a like a you know kind of a moment of prayer, you just confirm you're like this is it, this this is this is what we're working for. Let's go do it. And that just was just a, a, a just a powerfully encouraging and affirming you know kind of confirmation um, that uh, you know it was like a good and well good and faithful servant, well done you know kind of moment. Um, so yeah, so that you know that experience is kind of what set up now the trajectory that you all are on in bringing that vision and purpose to life in the you know kind of in the life of Impact Church. How no. what is that? What has that experience been like? I mean, can, where are, where are you guys with that? Yeah, it's been great. And if you don't mind, I would love to read that vision and purpose uh, for our listeners. But our vision is an inclusive gathering of people committed to holistic salvation and doing Christ's work in the world, and then the work. Uh, with you, the purpose came uh, to transform lives and communities as we make an impact uh, in our world. So for us, that was foundational work that needed to be done and unearthed so that as we then put the pillars of the strategic plan, we had a very strong foundation. Um, But I think it's also important for folks to hear that our journey really started not at this latest uh, strategic plan, which has been very significant, but the first engagement that we had with you was we were having issues with our audiovisual team loading in and loading out uh, and doing it in a timely way. And so you did a process improvement map for us. And then that led into another engagement around a broader aspect of the life of the church and how we're uh, managing through worship and and what we need to think about and do differently. And then, of course, a million conversations in between all of those big engagements to this latest engagement, which was the church's big strategic plan. So, of course, that was pre-COVID, and we uh, instituted that plan, instituted the vision, began living into it. And then I remember one of the conversations I had was we need some help driving this plan through. And that led to us hiring uh, the executive director position. And so now here we are living with the executive director, living into that plan and COVID hits. Um, And what we then decided to do in light of that plan is to pivot, but yet to streamline and focus even more detail on just some particular items related to that strategic plan which is where we are currently now. So living into our vision, living into our purpose and saying, okay, what is most vital for us in 2021? And that's these four focus areas around uh, our our worship design, which is a huge part of that strategic plan. Uh, Our small group emphasis, uh, which we call our imprint groups, Um, our our missions and outreach focus. and, And that goes to our purpose of transforming the world through Jesus Christ And then what we've been lifting all along, which is our phase 2A development, which we really believe the development of this next space will help us to focus in on educational success, healthy living, uh, and workforce readiness. So we would not be able to be as focused as we are now if we hadn't done that work with you, you know, now going on about three years. Um, And so it's helped us to live uh, through a pandemic we're going to come out of a pandemic even stronger. And a lot of times people will see us and say, wow, that's by luck. That's by chance. 
but they don't know we've, we've held the reins of being spiritual and strategic very closely and, uh, and have been able to manage through, of course, with God's favor, but folks like you, Reggie in particular, who have given us the wisdom, the strategy and the plan along the way. So uh, we're living it, uh, which is the quick answer to a longer explanation. I, so I uh, thank you, and I'm you know flattered by uh, that acknowledgement. Um, and but I, I I do have to go back to that project because you know just the consultant me just wants to geek out on it for a minute and just talk about you know a little just a little bit. Of course, I could go on a while, uh, but why it's relevant to why you know why Olu pointed that it was relevant to today. I mean, so um, you know, Impact Church was dealing with a. The, the best problem you want to have and that they were growing exponentially exponentially, and having to add new services and operating in a space that wasn't theirs in a school that they only had possession of on Sundays. Um, and so, um, and it almost, I mean, it was almost like divine intervention as I was sitting in the congregation and I had this unique experience around shop floors. And, you know, you might think, you know, if you think about manufacturing facilities, your ability to change over between running one product and the next is really what's going to drive your productivity, the amount of yield product you want to get out. And so what they came to me was this, you know, what they didn't recognize was just like a, how do we streamline this process? But for me, it was a standard, you know, shop changeover reduction process that I had done in Borden and many other, you know, manufacturing facilities across the country. So uh, it was, but but it wasn't just necessarily the process around it, but it was also getting, taking the people through a process to improve their own processes and, Mm -hmm. and to have the meetings and the way that they leaned into just the inventiveness of this. It was like the opportunity to, you know, to bring a spark and to, you know, kind of realize where the constraints were. And I think y'all went and got a truck because you realize you can store things there. But uh, it, it really was a, it was a great um, demonstration of the, you know, the innovation that you have always embraced as a church. And I think that innovation is frankly what set you up to have this kind of spiritual and strategic reigns during this COVID experience, because um, impact has always been technology forward. I mean, uh, you guys have been featured on CNN, and, um, and and you know, it's 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 almost like unnerving for a traditional church goer to come to church and then you see iPads and you know mm-hmm. cell phones and people voting on what songs they want to hear. I mean, it's a very you know kind of technology forward experience. And so when COVID hit and it required that we operate virtually and figure out the right combination of, you know, delivering the worship worship experience together and delivering it to, you know, participants that could not be there safely in the physical presence, you guys had already been, you know, in a position to do do with that. So it is not surprising uh, to me at all to hear that, you know, in a lot of ways, you triumphed through that uh, through that transition and are are ready to come out on the on back a bit stronger. Yeah, and and it has helped us, and we appreciate that. Um, the learning experience for me through the strategic plans and processes that we've engaged with you over the years was that as much as it was about 
the organizational structure. It was also about people and knowing that um, there are instances where you come to awarenesses about yourself and awarenesses about the folks who are around you. Um, I will say in every uh, project we've worked on together, not only have there been structural changes in evolution, but there's also been the people, the soft side, also evolution and change to where I sit back as a leader and realize, wow, if we're going to this next level, Olu, I need to lead differently and have had to evolve or shift or delegate or eliminate. But then we've also realized in some of these adjustments that we've had to have some hard conversations with team members who aren't bad people, are very brilliant, very smart. But when you lay out a path for the next couple of years, it really makes you ask yourself, is this the best path for me? And can I help this organization, church, uh, company get to the next level? And sometimes the answer is no. And I'll be honest with you, that was the part I wasn't ready for or knew would be revealed as openly as it was in each of those case scenarios, because when the facts are there, they're there. And, and then that becomes a leadership opportunity to ask yourself, okay, Olu, are you going to lean into what you're seeing or are you going to ignore it and act as if it doesn't occur or happen and just repeat a cycle and, and therefore waste a bunch of time and investment around bringing in someone like a Reggie who is skilled, invested in the ministry, and then hear it and receive it, but not implement it. Yeah, I, you know, I've had the opportunities to see, you know, kind of some of those transitions, both up close and from afar. And, um, you know, I think it's been powerful and encouraging. And frankly, I wish I could have other leaders see that as well, mm -hmm. to know that oh, the trajectory and the growth of uh, just the high octane, you know, on fire church has these kinds of necessities in its people infrastructure happening in the background. And it really kind of, I took, you know, from my, from my perspective goes to, you know, kind of purpose and calling for an individual and like kind of being in the place where God has placed you and, you know, taking on the work that embraces, you know, the things you're good at, the things you love to do and the things that reward and fulfill you. And if any of those factors are not in place for a person, then they're not able to click on all cylinders and produce in the way on something, you know, even more profound than creating uh, dollars for, you know, bottom lines for businesses, but, uh, you know, in creating enriching, you know, spiritual, soulful experiences and winning souls to Christ. I mean, that's, that, that's even more at stake. And so I think that you guys, uh, that, that you all have, you know, embrace that wholeheartedly. You know, if it if there if there were any, you know, kind of learnings on the way you met you you learned them and you know you know and uh, deliver you know uh, great organizational you know kind of chapters in the journey along just kind of in the growth of impact. And so you know, as a strategy and business practitioner watching that happen, I applaud the success that you've been able to create. And I think that like, you know, so now we sit at this place where, you know, you, you uh, uh, persevered COVID, you know, and are acting right in public and wearing masks. Yeah. 
um, then it looks like we might be out of COVID in the next, you know, kind of mid next year, mm-hmm. you know, with vaccinations or whatever it is that's going to occur to try to, you know, I mean, really, we're, we're kind of listening to God on when, you know, what, mm-hmm. what time he has for this to wrap up. But in the end, I imagine as the visionary leader you are, you thought beyond COVID. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have seen, you know, some of the imagery around, you know, kind of what's next for impact that I'm really excited about. But I really like to create space in this conversation for you to share what's on the horizon for impact. Like what some, you know, what, what um, some, anyone that's been an advocate or just a, you know, kind of a distant follower for the trajectory of this, you know, um, you know, close knit, fast growing, you know, very, you know, approachable, do a church differently branded church. Like what's on the horizon for for you? Yeah. And for us, for first and foremost is, is doubling down on missions and outreach. And we've even scoped that to say our missions and outreach has to be COVID related and anything else has to go to the back burner. So when we closed last year from um, looking at all of the opportunities we had to reach and connect with some of our seniors in the community, with our children and youth in the community, uh, food programs that continue to today, uh, all of those trace directly to COVID response and assistance, even to um, doing COVID testing. Uh, and the latest work that we're working on now is to be a part of the vaccine education process and with hopes of us being a vaccine site to offer. So that is what is now and next is being extremely focused on our immediate community. So grateful that over the past few months, uh, we've been working uh, quite feverishly to launch a new 501c3. And that uh, has come forth and out of the ground and will be up and running uh, in the next month. We've got a great board team around that. Uh, the name of it is Community Impact uh, 501c3, which is affiliated and related to Impact Church, but separate and apart from Impact Church, which is going to help on the programmatic side of the physical space that we're developing uh, for Phase 2A with specific focus on East Point, College Park, and Haightville. And these three areas of focus for this new 501c3, education success, workforce readiness, and also healthy living. And that spans from uh, teaching culinary arts to programs in trades uh, for helping individuals getting into the workforce to have great jobs and employment opportunities and also business ownership opportunities. So we're really super excited about that. You know, internally in the church, we're, we're reviewing our team and asking ourselves, do we have the team for today or the team for the future? And knowing that uh, there are certain skill sets that we need to add to the team And then there are certain skill sets we need to infuse into the uh, current team members. Um, And then also we've been encouraging other churches as we are doing. We think churches that are very focused, get streamlined in 2021, will literally reap the harvest in 2022. And, 
you know, I say that and it sounds easy, but for a lot of churches, like any other organization, it's very difficult. Uh, there are a lot of things that we've uh, done historically that really haven't um, had any fruit to bear. Uh, and in the business world, uh, no ROI. And so making some very hard decisions. And for some churches, it may be the order of worship. For some churches, it may be uh, not investing any longer in a certain position or investing in a position, changing uh, a system, changing a process. And I think if churches can get very focused on what the main thing is, who their audience is, and what the outcomes are, and be very focused on that uh, and streamline in 2021 in the midst of a pandemic, then I believe 2022, as we're coming through this pandemic, they'll see major growth, major health, major vitality, and most importantly, they'll be reaching more people for Jesus Christ. So those are some of the things that we've been working on, and those are some of the things we've been modeling for other peer congregations. That's so exciting. I, uh, I so appreciate you bringing that gem to drop in the conversation, man. Uh, I thought I knew most of the things that were on the horizon, but clearly this is this, this that that's just been um, an, an enhancement. That's re- that's that's really exciting to hear about it. I can uh, I can only imagine the excitement for you know other stakeholders and funders to you know kind of get behind uh, such a powerful vision. You know, one of the things as we wrap this conversation up, Olu, is I want to try to um, leave space as well for some of um, the point of view and perspectives that you shared in the books that you've authored. And I know you recently um, um, released a new one towards the end of in, end of last year that I, I have my copy, but I haven't read yet. <laughs> uh, but if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, you know, where they might be able to read yeah. more about the visionary leadership that you provided. Yep. So of course, two websites, you can go to my personal website, olubrown.com, which focuses on some of the writing, coaching and consulting I do, O-L-U-B-R-O-W-N.com. Our church's website, impactdcd, which stands for doingchurchdifferently.org. And we would love to connect with you online in any of those platforms. But Reggie, the book you're referring to is an Advent book called Hope and Advent Journey. And the good thing about that is Advent happens every year. So uh, this coming Advent this year, uh, we're actually going to re-release it uh, so that it lives for every Advent into the future because this particular resource was written more related to coming through Advent in a pandemic. But it is a a wonderful resource. Other resources, Leadership Directions from Moses, which is a biblical narrative but applied to a leadership platform, which I think can stretch from for-profit to non-profit. Uh, one book that was uh, specifically written for the church leadership world is uh, 4D Impact, which talks about healthy systems, healthy worship, healthy hospitality, um, and, and what it means to be generous and all of those key things in the life of the church. And then recently I was talking to a leader who used one of our first books and it's called Zero to 80. And believe it or not, you know, this book is uh, going on about 10 years old. And we said, what are 80 cool ideas that can easily be applied uh, to help a church in particular become more healthy and vital? And so these 80 ideas are are still living today. And we call that book Zero to 80. But 
all of those are great resources that um, have outlasted a pandemic. And we found even in the midst of a pandemic, uh, these resources are even more vital. So I encourage people to check those out and to use them in the for-profit world or the nonprofit world and apply them uh, to the areas that you feel they'll best address. And I can certainly attest that they are highly relevant in all spaces. Uh, God, has, God has dominion uh, over all of them. And uh, it has been you know, my personal pleasure and honor to have you be a part of this, of this conversation. I appreciate your patience in getting this on the calendar uh, and coming to have this conversation with us. Uh, here at the Finding Your Forte show, I have to remember that I'm on a show not just having a chat with Olu. <laughs> but this has been exciting, uh, and I think it'll be a great chapter in the series of episodes that we've had with prolific leaders that are in pursuit of purpose, uh, both for organizations and leaders. And I would also encourage listeners to enjoy listening to uh, this episode and others on uptomeradio.com. So that's UP2, the number two, radio.com. And if you go there and you go to the My Finding Your Forte channel, so we actually have a channel with other shows uh, that we have uh, on, our, on our channel, and then you'll see the Finding Your Forte show there. And you can subscribe there for updates and free gifts and sponsor promotions. Um, and more. And, then, and that'll be a great way for you to stay connected with us, um, perhaps on Facebook or Instagram at uh, Up To Me Radio. And then, of course, podcasts can also be shared on whatever podcast platform you use, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So thank you so much, Olu, for joining us uh, for this experience. This has been a great conversation. Um, I've learned quite a bit, um, and we've had a chance to share about experiences in ways that I think uh, can be uh, compelling for our listeners to, you know, kind of continue to think, consider how they pursue purpose uh, in their organizations and their careers. And uh, as always, uh, listeners, I would encourage you, of course, to find your forte, play your crescendo. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you.
Cause it fits my life Don't wanna rush my lessons though oh, I'm embracing my future Learning from my past I'm counting all my blessings Your heart and hate. 